What is up, Holgamaniacs? And thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode of Big Boys and Body Slams, episode 7. Are we at 7? Yeah. Oh my episode god. Episode 7 already, Lucky Big Boys number. and Body Slams. My name is Zach. Alongside me to my left, I have Luke. Hey, guys. Whoa. No, no, no wait, wait. No impression? What, what, uh, was I supposed to? Uh, okay, to be fair, this was not an impression-worthy show. No, this is a bad show. The show <laughs> was an impression of ECW. Yes. A poor one at best. Oh, <laughs> And to my right, we have Kyle. Hey, I'm still here. We haven't been, been fired yet. Not nope, fired here. yet. We use his house. I mean, the, uh, we use his studio. Uh, no, 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 his studio. His yeah, professional We, we use his recording studio. studio, so we kind of need He lets it. his cats hang out here. Kind of weird. Have him stick around. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, like I said, we are Big Boys and Body Slams. We are coming to you on YouTube, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, yep. and the Google Play Store. Still on Spotify. I'm Dude, coming. We're, no, we're going to have to like NWO, or excuse me, D-Generation X style show up at the Spotify headquarters. Hogamania is going to have to run wild oh, uh, on, uh, on Spotify. Who's with us? Does anyone have a tank? So like an yeah, I'll make some calls. Yeah, yeah I'll make some calls. Yeah, just Sweet. call your tank, your tank buddies. Yeah. Tanks are us. Um, we also have merchandise for sale on the internet. We sold no shirts this week. Wah, wah. But we do have some cool designs up. We've been stagnant for a while. To be fair, we haven't had any new designs up in a while. I got to get on my. I got to get my design bug. We got a couple in the works. My design yeah. bug back. Yeah. Uh, but that is at uh, bigboysbodyslams.storeenv.com. Check out our merch store. We got some cool merch up there. Yes, Kyle. And don't forget about Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com slash bigboysandbodyslams. Yes. We 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 got some patron patrons coming in. There's some great perks. It's not. It's not. We're not being greedy. Uh, there's some great you get some great perks for for um, contributing to our Patreon page, early access, a whole show which we're dying to record. By the way, please spend eight dollars. But if we recorded it now, we'd have we'd be listening to it ourselves, and we're not going to pledge to our own Patreon. So, yeah, uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com/slash/bigboysandbodyslams. We, we can't do that. I mean, we could. I, I fiscally, it doesn't make that much sense. But I mean, let me just cancel my subscription. <laughs> Awkward. And again, if you don't want to spend money to contribute to the podcast, that is A-OK as well. We have tons of other ways you can uh, support us. Subscribe to us on all of our platforms, uh, YouTube, iTunes, the Google Play Store. Leave a review. Drop a comment. Interact with us. We just want to hear from you. Leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And please, please, please drop us a comment. Drop us a message. Just talk to us. DM us on Twitter. We want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. We We are lonely people. Your friends. Please interact. Oh, and ask us some questions on Twitter. We want to do a special... Yeah, that's what uh, gonna Yeah, say. we're going to do a Q&A live stream at some point in the future. So get on Facebook, get on Twitter, ask us wrestling or non-wrestling related questions. We, we want to get interactive with our uh, fan base and our audience and have some fun. So lots of fun. Today was not so much fun. Uh, it was. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was fun. Uh, today's show is, mm-hmm. of course, from the ripe year of 2006, December of 2006. We have ECW, December to dismember, uh, ECW's only pay per view post One Night Stand and two. Uh, One Night Stand two, correct? And uh, there is 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 reason why. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to get this show because it is kind of a historically bad show for lack of a better term i guess um but i just wanted to get it out there and again because we did do one night stand a few weeks ago and to see in just a few short months because that was summer of 06 and from summer to to the end of the year just how far ecw had fallen in such a short period of time is fascinating to me what's sad about that too is the roster necessarily isn't the worst because you have guys like cm punk guys like test guys like the Hardy Boys were on here that could have probably been on the roster. Eminem, 
and the it's just bad. You got all these ECW originals and all these young talent and some of these veteran talents. I, I mean, Hardcore Holly's another one. Uh, I thought Elijah Burke was a pretty good wrestler. There's a lot of guys that probably probably could help elevate this brand. I think the thing for me, so I mean, I guess spoiler alert, this is not a good show that we're talking about today. Uh, historically, no, it's historically great. bad, actually. It's great. Um, I think the thing, and I'll kind of guess, usually I'd save this kind of comment for the end, but I guess I can get it out of the way now, is just um, uninspired, I think, is, is a word you could use to describe this show. Just nothing, there's no passion. It was just a wrestling show. It felt like a house show mm-hmm. that was on pay-per-view. It felt like an independent show with an elimination chamber. Well, because yeah. there were no real, there were hardly any promos. I mean, there were no real big storylines to follow. I was going to say, there's like no feuds. No, there's it was no, just match, match, match. Yeah. No story. Well, should we get into it? Yeah, do it. So Hell we yeah. open uh, Brother. ECW December to dismember with a video package hyping the show, really hyping the main event, uh, because there was really only two or three matches advertised for the show. The show only had five, I think. Six. Uh, six matches total. Uh, a lot of those were thrown on, like, the day of the show. I remember the the advertisement for the show advertising the main event and and much more. <laughs> you know, one of those kinds of things, which is not a good way to advertise your show. But we do get a video package to open the show. And, of course, the song for the show is Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. I was stunned when I heard that they actually spent the money to license the song for the show. What an original song for a a show. You would never, ever see a show use this. Yeah, to be fair, they probably already had it licensed, and they were just like, let's let's dust this bad boy like It's like the most generic... No, I'm pretty sure. Pay-per-view. I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's been a couple WWE pay-per-views. Oh, I'm, I'm that's what I'm sure, saying. And yeah. every single UFC pay-per-view has let the bodies hit the floor. I'm pretty oh, sure there's yeah. at least one WrestleMania that has it. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Um, so we do get a small video package and the song to open the show. And after that, we go right into action and we have Eminem versus the Hardys. Eminem mm-hmm. is Joey Mercury. Uh, Molina and Johnny Nitro. If you don't remember, um, not in that order. Though. Yeah, it would it would be Mercury, Mercury Nitro, Nitro Molina. If you want to save the best for last, yes. Uh, so they so Eminem comes out first. They are looking glam and fab, in the best sense of the word. And Molina is uh, escorting them to the ring. Her her bosom, she, bosom, bosom shots? shots right off the bat. There are bosom shots abound. This might be the most bosom shot heavy show. Oh, it's close. Shockingly so. There, yeah. there was a point yeah. in one of these matches where uh, with Ariel that like was like, "Whoa, I wouldn't let my kids watch, or <laughs> watch this show." Yeah, oh yeah, the way she was dressed. Um, safe to say <clears throat> that this was a bit of an objectifi- objectifiable show for the women talent, uh, but they are uh, accompanied by Melina, and then of course the Hardy Boys come out after that to a big pop. Um, the Hardy Boys. It's kind of weird here because. Jeff is the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they had they showed a video package before the match hyping up Eminem versus the Hardys, and it kind of looked like they might not have been together at this point, but they came together. Like a one night only. Yeah, yeah, to kind of make this pay-per-view special. If that passable. Works. Yeah, this passable was just, is This was just word. something that was thrown onto the show because they knew they needed a decently hot opening match, there and was the Hardys a, can always get a pop. There was a bit of a backstory, though. Yeah, so they did. They was, at least this one had a feud, kind of. Yeah, and they did put like it was a very short video package, but at least it existed. At least right. they they put the effort into to to kind of presenting this as a storyline match when this was just something kind of thrown on the show to add. I also want to say I think times. Eminem is kind of a forgotten team that kind of saved tag team wrestling in the WWE for a they little bit. They were a good heel tag team because yeah, they were. oh yeah. I mean look at look at those years. Who else was there? Billy and Chuck. No, the this FBI. was way after yeah, Billy and Chuck. After that. This was like 
Deuce and Domino era. Yeah, oh, yeah. Basham Brothers. Basham Brothers, Deuce and Domino. I mean, Los Guerreros were, were pretty badass. But yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Uh, I mean, Mercury has had, had had himself a career already up to this point, and the things that were to come for for Johnny Nitro. And are still, I mean, Nitro's he's such a stud. He's, he's still such he's an amazing He's main eventing talent. bound for glory. Yeah, he's coming great. Up. And so it's obvious that the, all four guys in this match are immensely talented. Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess we get into this match. Uh, is talented, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of, like, uh, lots of, like, hip tosses and arm drags to start this match. This match started off very, very slow. Jeff Hardy did get a springboard kick in to uh, Johnny Nitro and then some double teamwork. Uh, from nice. the Hardys to Nitro in the ring. And then, of course, we get a We Want Tables chant right off the bat. Unfortunately for the fans, you are not going to get any... You will hardly get any table action in this show, unfortunately, uh, for for them. But they did want the tables uh, right off the bat. Uh, Matt Hardy hits a really nice crucifix bomb for a near fall to Nitro, and then immediately gets taken out after that by Mercury, and they go outside of the ring. Um, I had I, At this point, I wrote down, Joey Styles sounds like Diet Michael Cole. You can tell he's just being fed. He's he's yeah, just going through. He's just at work. All at this point. of the motions. Yeah, he. I mean, at one point I was like, Michael Cole. It sounds like he has a cold, and then I remembered, oh, it's it's Joey Styles. <laughs> it's Joey Styles. He sounds so uninterested in the, and you can tell he's. Just Bro, going I don't think the we got. I don't think we got one. Oh my god! Like no, in this no. whole show, nobody was interested in the show. Not even no, Taz. No. Taz tried his best, but I mean, well, it was clear yeah. that there was nothing. And I don't know. I just Taz was just viewing the, viewing the eye candy. I just thought but, I'd write that down. Well, no, you're right, dude. Joey Styles was always at his best. A little sidebar, it, like he was good because he was so organic. Yeah, like there was yeah. not one line fed to him back in the day. And here you can just tell that he's just being fed almost everything. He sounds like the corporate WWE shill that we've all come to to uh, to talk down on in today's WWE. Back then, it was the same thing was happening, and it was pretty clear listening to Styles' commentary. I thought throughout the entire show. I mean, I think Joey Styles is probably in my top five announcers of all oh, time. For but yes. he, yes. for sure, he sounded mm-hmm. so not yeah, interested. Yeah, not to uninspired. not to not to talk bad on Styles because he's great. And his I mean, looking at his calls about my, are so memorable. Thinking about my favorite announcers, he's probably top three. King and Lawler, or King and Jr. and Joey Styles are probably my three favorites. What? You're not going to put Bobby Heenan in there? Bobby Heenan's probably top five. Sam, mm. Don Callis is also probably in there. Mm. That's probably my top five. What's your guys' Mount Rushmore of announcers? Let us know uh, on oh, Facebook. Let, okay. Are we going to do that later on? I mean, no, but they can let us know. All I, mean, right. I don't have a list prepared. I will piss uh, off. So, <laughs> thank you. So, after this point, mm. Jeff gets uh, just gets the heat for, for what feels like an eternity in this match. Uh, he just getting he's getting worked over by both Mercury and Styles and Molina at one point, who due to a ref involvement gets some shots in on him on the outside. He eventually goes for the hot tag, but Je- um, Matt gets pulled out of the ring by Mercury and does not allow that to happen. So again, Jeff continues to get the heat on him. Eventually, he does get the tag, and uh, one of my favorite spots in this match was um, Matt went over the top rope and took out. Uh, Mercury, Nitro went over the top rope, took out those two men, and then of course Jeff Hardy, the daredevil that he is, gets on the top rope and takes out everybody on the outside. Uh, that did get a pretty good pop, probably, I maybe the biggest pop of the night. Um, Close. It was one of the cooler spots of the night. I thought I mean, it was one of the cooler spots. It's something you see a ton now in in multi person matches, but just something to inject a little fun into this match was uh, much needed. Also earlier on, uh, Molina tried to grab Matt's foot. And Matt came outside and started like he got this look in her eye, started chasing her, and I think he was getting a little bit of that uh, that PTSD he gets when he sees redheads. Man, I was I was scared for Molina. And then he chased her, and then was it 
Mercury jumped out from crouching behind the staircase. And, yes, and classic. Him. Classic heel. There was a lot of like Mercury outside of the ring working over the the legal and a non legal man in this match. Yeah. I feel like Nitro was the legal man the majority of this match. If I if I'm thinking back to it, correctly. I mean the referee didn't care, so why should you? Half the time I had no idea who the legal man was in this match because people were just coming and going. And mind you, this is an ECW show, but this was not an ex- this was a regular rules match. As every match was, except for the Elimination Chamber, I believe. We had one Striker Rules match in there as well. Nice. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. At one point, um, Eminem hit the Whisper in the Wind. That was cool. The Poetry in Motion, I mean. I poetry in Motion, yeah. Poetry it was a good motion. move. Uh, I love tag teams stealing other tag teams' moves, or just guys stealing other guys' moves in general, and that was like a good cocky heel move. It did get a lot of heat from the crowd as well. Um, uh, towards the end of the match here, um, Jeff Hardy does go for the Swanton once and misses it after a Twist of Fate by Matt. Uh, it was, and I was a little confused here was the legal man at this point. This is towards the end of the match, and I think it was Nitro. He wins for the Swanton on Nitro and misses, but then Nitro popped right back up, which made me think, was it maybe Mercury? We didn't go back and look because it just wasn't worth it to yeah, us yeah. to go back and of watch anything the in this show again. Yeah. yeah, who took the twist of fate. It seems to be Nitro because he was the legal man here as he did come in and hit a springboard dropkick for a near fall onto Jeff right after that. Um, eventually, though, um, they... Um, the Hardy Boys do get a poetry in motion of their own, showing them how it's done. Uh, you can't get any better than that, which does lead to um, a distraction again. Melina gets involved towards the end of the match, uh, and we get a cradle attempt for a near fall from Eminem. And then uh, Matt comes back in, hits a double neckbreaker, and then stacks Nitro on top of Mercury, and we get a double Swanton Bomb for the finish. Um, Hardy's win. What do you guys think of the match? It started out slow. It got kind of more interesting in the the middle, and I think the ending to kind of took it home in a good note. Yeah. But I thought it was good tag team work by two of the best tag teams in the business. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, it wasn't. It was probably the best or second best match on this card. But it was like it, I I would equate it to something you'd see in like a tag main event slot on Monday Night Raw. Like it was it yeah. was definitely not like yeah. a pay per view worthy tag team match, but it wasn't bad. I give it two and a half stars. I gave it two and uh, three quarters. I thought it was okay. I thought it was probably the best match on the card. I think they could have done more. Yeah, yeah, two and a half stars. I don't think you uh, mentioned the sexiest move I've ever seen in wrestling, which was the double slingshot. Did you mention oh, that? Oh, I did not mention the double Ooh. slingshot. I must have glossed over to my notes. The yeah, Hardy. Point, yeah, go Jeff ahead. got hit with a double slingshot from Eminem. Uh, no Cesaro teeth breaking, but still, I mean, that's devastating. Also, I forgot, uh, by the way, I gave it I gave it two and a half stars because some sweet double team moves are the only things that really made this match watchable for me. Uh, first, first part of it really was slow. But then they did get some sweet double team work in. Um, I also forgot that like Melina had a whole screech thing. Oh, she oh, was that was annoying. She was screeching throughout this. It was worse than Vicky Guerrero. It was so uh, annoying. No, it, it was way more annoying. She was just screaming. I'm still gonna put Vicky Guerrero at the top, but like no, she just would just literally just screech. And I mean, it was annoying, but Tass is. <laughs> Taz Taz is saving that Taz's women commentary this whole time is pretty hilarious and he's just like she's just screaming like ear shattering and he's just like oh she's such a sweet girl (laughs) I marked out for that that was pretty funny and then Molina I think got a head scissors or somebody got a head scissors at one point and Taz was just like who doesn't want to be head scissored by Molina hello yeah it was (laughs) one of the hardy boys because Molina got involved it was Matt and uh, I, I laughed Matt Hardy, friend of the podcast, 
if you guys knew know this or not, but their WWE's networks is coming out with a Matt Hardy yeah, reality show. Yeah, they're gonna shoot show. a pilot for. Uh, I, I was unclear if it was a reality show or like if it's gonna be taking place inside of the broken woken universe. Yeah, it's gonna be woken, right? It's I, I was so. a bit unclear about that, but either way, I mean, it's good to see WWE kind of extending an arm, an olive branch out to Matt, and hopefully, it turns out great. The pilot's gonna be shot in a few weeks, I guess, according to the reports. So that is. Excellent. More Matt, more Matt, more Matt all the time. We're b- apparently very big fans of Matt Hardy because he keeps coming up Matt on Hardy. the show I love and, you, and we Matt. have nothing but good things to say. Um, so after that match, Sir Matthew, we got a very short RVD promo talking about the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, n- not very good. <laughs> nothing really of note to talk about from it. Um, RVD. Love RVD though, but that this did it. nothing for me. Um, after that, we get S- Matt Stryker. Versus Balls Mahoney. Teacher Matt Stryker. Teacher gimmick. That's Mr. Stryker to you. And what really sucks here is like Balls Mahoney had a pretty good match at ECW One Night Stand 2. And Pre- this... Pretty... Okay. This just crashes down. This... this So the problem was it didn't... It, this match did not take advantage of what a Balls Mahoney match should have been, for lack of a better term, which is... Chairs. A couple big spots and a chair shot to end it. And this getting was, the crowd into it. This was a this was a standard, or a striker rule, sorry, wrestling match. Because the match at One Night Stand 2 was decent enough and would have been welcomed here. Yeah, I mean, something... I don't understand why they didn't just make this an Extreme Rules match. It doesn't make any sense. To they me. made it a Strikers Rules match. They made it. So I guess That's we should it. get into it. So Matt Striker. Hold on. Studio Cat's fired. Yeah. The Studio Cat keeps making a, a cameo. Trying to get the 15 tonight. minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah. Get, get out, out of here, here Studio Cat. Um, so Matt Striker comes out and he he's, he's fun enough. He's got like this pink sweater vest on, which is, I think, intentionally covering his tights because once he took them off, he's wearing these like plaid tights, but he's got like an iron on patch of his face on his ass. And I, it's a good enough idea but in execution, it did not look good on camera, and like it kept giving him this wedgie, and it looked like his ass was sucking up his face in this vortex. It yeah, was it was it was a bad, bad look. It was bad um, wardrobe ass face. He does cut a pretty fun promo before the match, though, talking about how he how could he ever be extreme? He's too dignified and professional to be extreme. So this is going to be a striker rules match, which means the rules are going to be strictly enforced. And he was not wrong about that. And then Balls does make his entrance. Uh, and the pink he, sweater, by the way, the pink sweater vest really highlighted his beautiful eyes. It was salmon. Gr- Dude, Stryker has great, gr- beautiful eyes. Fight me. Okay. okay. I don't, please don't fight, guys. It was pink, though. It was not salmon. Um, yes, thank you. So the match starts as a hip toss, and then um, Balls Mahoney gets an arm bar. Stryker gets a rope break. Uh, Stryker slaps Balls Mahoney real hard in the face. A tooth or some gum goes flying. I wouldn't doubt if it was a tooth because Balls is falling apart at this point in this match. I mean, he looked terrible. And kind of... So commentary was making a point to talk about how bad Balls looked in this match. A little too much. Like, it almost verged on, like, you're kind of being mean to the guy. Like, Taz was really putting over how disheveled and, like, near death Balls looked. Which, like, in hindsight, it's like, oof, yeah. yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, Balls was not, did not look good in this match. No, he um, didn't. A long rest hold spot and then an arm drag DDT. A sidewalk slam for a near fall to uh, by Balls. And then Balls gets crotched on the top rope by Striker, who then gets an arm bar in. Another arm bar spot. Balls, get, Balls Mahoney gets to the rope. And then he hits the ball buster out of nowhere for the win. Balls Mahoney, that is. Um... This is a really bad match. Uh, I had one star written down, but as I'm looking through my notes, I'm gonna give it 0.75. I'm I'm knocking it. It 
It was bad. It was just it was just bad. It was just nothing. I gave it one because the crowd kind of got a pop when he did his wind yeah, up that's punches. True. That's true. Like yeah. at least they gave the crowd something with the wind up punches and the ball busters. So, dog, I am not going to give you a star because you got a pop out of a shake rattle and roll. Yo, you have a dead crowd. This crowd isn't popping for anything. So it's, it is worth noting the the crowd was decent for this first match, but it just it just kept they kept it was going downhill. Uh, match after match uh, up until the very end and I I mean I suppose if you can pop them for, with anything in this match it would have been that uh, but Luke what did you think uh, you're gonna like this okay. right? so okay. I gave it I gave it a half star but maybe if Matt Stryker pulled his head out of his ass long enough to put on a good wrestling match it would have been more guys that's it this podcast is over that was that's what that's the moment I've been Dropping waiting for dropping the mic it's expensive never mind I won't uh, yeah if this this Look up a picture of the iron-on patch on Stryker's ass because it's... In Stryker's ass. It, it was in, yeah, in his ass. It, it did not work out very well. Uh, so that match happened. It's weird to think Matt Stryker was, like, not that good for a while because he kind of turned into a decent wrestler and an even better announcer. Oh, he's a very good announcer. Yeah, he's announcer. A great in yeah. Lucha Underground, and he's a good wrestler. He came up through Defy... Uh, somewhat recently, it was like maybe a year and a half ago, and, and has wrestled a few matches for them. And I have nothing but respect for Matt Stryker and especially his commentary work on Lucha Underground. But this was nothing to write home about. But gra- I mean, granted, he's working a regular wrestling match with Balls Mahoney, who at this stage in his career has no business inside of a wrestling ring. So I'm willing to give his side of the action a little bit of a pass. But the true greats would have made that a decent. Well, match. I mean, Balls did make it ten. Or no, like 12 years after this? Because he just died in like the last year or so, yeah. didn't he? Last I think year it was or two. longer than a year or two, but it was... I mean, it recently. could have also been but the fact that he, he just, was just... Yeah. He just didn't care. Like, that could have been a big part of it, well, too. Well, but it wasn't that he looked... Like, he wasn't as big as he was at One Night Stand, too. Like, he was... He had lost some weight, and it was not good loss. Yeah, he, he was looking He was, rough. yeah. Um, so after that... <laughs> R.I.P. We get uh, backstage. Sabu has been taken out, and it's worth kind of... <laughs> It's worth kind of backing out a little bit. Sabu was advertised for the main event elimination, extreme rules, sorry, elimination chamber match. Um, it was slated to be Sabu, RVD, Test, Big Show, Lashley, and CM Punk. Those were the six men advertised for the match. Um, but we cut backstage and Sabu has been taken out and the crowd is not happy about this. I mean, they came... To see the ECW guys. And for this main event, they wanted to see RVD, Sabu, and CM Punk. Yeah. And to take one of the men out. And the story goes, I mean, it's 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 questionable as to why some say it was an injury. Um, I think the more believable story was that Vince just didn't trust Sabu in an Elimination Chamber match. Which is a shame. I would have loved to have seen what he could have done. Or he was high. In a Chamber match. Yeah, that too. And it could have been that. I mean, yeah, there's that... Could have been a large portion, a part of it too. No, um, you're right though, dude. He could have been incredible. He could, he could have done some really cool he would things. Have made, he would have had such sweet spots because he's never been in an elimination chamber. Especially with RVD in there. I think the yeah, two of them yeah. could have made some magic with the teaming together and uh, working against each other. Yeah. But unfortunately, in kayfabe terms, he is taken out backstage by oh, uh, a mystery assailant. Um, this, this was the moment when the crowd started to lose interest in the show not that they were the hottest crowd i had ever seen up to this point but this was the moment when they just started snoozing <laughs> yeah no it was just a oh here it, we yeah it was go. a collective sigh um, <laughs> up next uh, i guess we'll move on now up next we have a tag team match which is going to be elijah burke and sylvester turkey 
Turkai. Turkai versus Turkai. the FBI, of course, which is Lil Guido or Nunzio and Mama Luke. Tell um, me Mama Luke. I got to say this real quick. Yeah. I like Turkai and Elijah Burke. I was never an Elijah Burke guy. I was always a fan of the Pope D'Angelo De Niro slash Elijah Burke, whatever you want to call him. TNA. I mean, either I liked him in both. Yeah. I thought he I um, thought he had charisma. I thought he had a good moon set, move set. He was a great announcer for a little bit, too. I did enjoy him as an announcer. Yeah, he was a good announcer. Yeah. I'll, I'll concede with you there. I like Turkey though. Turkey had a good look. I liked his look, and I liked the uh, the MMA style that they were trying to work with him. He looked like a more fit Steven Seagal in this match, um, which is, I guess, how you want. Uh, so before the match, we do get a... Hold on. You forgot. What? Who did the FBI come out with? Trinity. S- Trinity, who was dressed in what I can best describe as as satin sheets that had been, had several holes cut in them. Uh, she was wearing almost nothing. She, she left nothing she, to She was wearing a red dress that was just covering her privates, essentially. Right, yeah. Uh, she was dressed very skimpily, and she came out with the FBI. Was this like a thing back then? Was she... I'm not sure. Were they, the just trying, were, they, so. were they just trying to throw like a female escort with as many yeah, just, random guys just as they could in the show? Just, damn it. Slut it up. That was that was a that was a Freudian slip. I meant to say subtle, like just like subtle hotties subtle. out there. Yeah, well, well not too subtle. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Before the match, we do get a uh, weird promo by uh, Burke and Turkey, which essentially Burke says they're going to be like animals in heat and leave their mark on the match. That was strange. Kinky. I guess if some people might be into that, um, this match sucks. Uh, I guess we'll get into it. Um, I didn't think this match was as bad as you just made it seem to be. It wasn't as bad as the previous match, but it wasn't a good match. I don't think. I guess we can get into it. A little it was bit about here. an average match. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. Um, so they start off with the mat wrestling. Oh, we start off with Burke and Lil Guido. Uh, they start off with the mat wrestling exchange. Um, I just like seeing Guido in the ring. Just gonna throw that out there. Uh, Guido steals Burke's hat. Elijah Burke was wearing this like red hat, little red hat. Like, it looked like one of those little propeller hats that you like little <laughs> kids would wear, but it was just, it didn't have a propeller and it was just red. But at one point Guido steals it and wears it. And then Taz made a joke that he looked like a pizza guy, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, he, he wore the hat, not for too long though. I, I just thought that was an important detail to uh, share with you guys. Uh, Mama Luke gets tagged in. They double team Burke for a near fall. Uh, Turkey comes in and just destroys Mama Luke. Turkey, I didn't realize how big he was until you saw him with Mamaluke. Mamaluke looked like a child compared to Turkey. Oh, he did. Turkey's huge, and he just big guy yeah. beat up Mamaluke throughout the ring for a while. Um, uh, Guido comes in, gets tagged in. Uh, Mamaluke manages to tag him in, goes for a crossbody, gets caught, and then just throws uh, little Guido out of the ring on top of Mamaluke, who had rolled out of the ring at this point. And just sends him out like a like a piece of piece of old trash. This is a big big man doing big man things. Um, Burt comes back in, gets a rear chin lock uh, spot for quite a long time, and then hits a running knee clothesline leg sweep. It was a weird, it was a weird move. Uh, I was trying to debate what to call it. I guess a clothesline leg sweep is, is appropriate. Gets a near fall by that on Guido, and then Mama Luke gets the hot tag. Uh, takes out Turkey's legs, which is a again smart way to for a little guy to take out a big guy. And then uh, we get a double flapjack to Burke for a near fall. And then uh, Burke recovers quickly and hits the Elijah experience, also known as the stroke, also known as the school crushing finale for the win. Uh, Really, this match didn't do much for me. Um, It was nice to see the FBI wrestle in a match. Always nice to see them. Um, They sold really well for Turkey, particularly. I give it 1.5. I give it two. I like the... uh... 
I like how they made Turkai look like a monster. So when he was in, people would hit him and he would just stand there. Or there was one point where he grabbed both the guys and was holding them there until they, they double drop kicked his knees and his knees went out. But he was just running through people. And I think if done right, Turkai could have been a great enforcer for Elijah Burke. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you could have always had the, the split up down the road. But I think I think definitely with Turkai, they missed a little bit of a mark there. I think there could have been something. Turkai was like Rusev if he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Like he got the same, you've got the same size, yeah, got yeah. the same kind of demeanor, and he's also got a very, very large face. I know he's a very large man, but he's got a very, very large face. It's like Doctor Death, Steve Williams esque. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like if Steven Seagal and Doctor Death had a baby together, it would be Turkay. Yeah, I yep. think I think they missed the mark on him though. I have a, oh, I, have a yeah. I have a DVD somewhere. It's from an old promotion called UPW, and he was called the Predator there. Pretty good match nice. on there. Nice. Uh, Luke, what did you think of this match? Uh, I gave it two stars. Um, you know, the FBI, they, they all did enough to to make this a serviceable match and kind of pass the time. That's kind of what it felt like a lot of times is these matches were just like, all right, get out there, Phil. Yeah. Phil, take up some time. Also, sure. Tony Mama Luke looks like thrift store Billy Kidman. <laughs> he does. That, that was a, that's a good point. <laughs> um, post-match, we do get a continued beatdown of Lil Guido, who gets muscle-busted. It's essentially, a, it was a really cool variation of a muscle-buster. Yeah, which like, from a powerbomb position. Yeah, the muscle-buster is a move I've always I loved. I love the muscle-buster. Yes, incredible. It's, I hope we see Joe bring it out soon. I would love to. Mm, he's teased it. He's been teasing it, and I, and I think they might, maybe, if he's, if, knock on wood, he ends up taking the title. I could totally see that being the move that he does it on. Yeah, I could see that. That's too. just a quick sidebar, but um, probably okay. probably down in Australia on the show coming up. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. After the match, uh, we got backstage, uh, uh, and Sabu is now being loaded into an ambulance. RVD shows up, is very concerned. Punk's and there too. Punk is there as well, and the EMTs are saying something about a broken neck, and it became very clear at that moment that Sabu was not going to be in this match. Rip, rest in peace <laughs> to Sabu, who's still alive, but. Rest in peace to him in this elimination chamber. Plus, we've yeah. also recently learned that he's quite a dick. Not but. a very nice man, <laughs> Sabu, we've, we've learned. But I guess we never loved him for being a nice person. We loved so. him for jumping off chairs. True. And I would have loved to have seen him jump off a chair, too, in this elimination chamber match. Okay, I want to say something before the next match. Please. So the next match is Davari with the Great Khali versus Tommy Dreamer. But I want to say this right now. Tommy Dreamer is wrestling's unsung hero. This guy doesn't get the credit he deserves. Ever. Like... He has helped train guys. He has helped with the writing staffs. He's put on amazing matches. He's put his body through the line. He was he was essentially running ECW in the later days yeah, and he of wasn't the getting paid. Yeah, he he he's great. I mean, I have nothing bad at all to say about Tommy Dreamer. And even if you look through his career, after he leaves ECW, he just goes place to place to put people over and make them. He's look still good. doing that. He's in team, he's in Impact right now doing that. And is and hard house of hardcore. House of hardcore is awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's running his own promotion. He's always willing to help guys. He was uh, who just ask. at uh, all in too. He yeah, wrestled. He wrestled in the battle royal, yeah. and he he walked Cody to the ring. Yeah, and I th- I think that was great. I think he deserved that moment. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing he's gonna he gets credit for is being like the the most like he is ECW. He's right. If you're on the Mount Rushmore, he's number one. Well, okay, let's do that real quick. RVD. Didn't we? Didn't we? Or we no? didn't do it on here. No. We did it in my kitchen. Okay. Uh, I'd say RVD, Dreamer, and then the other two. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you guys agree? RVD, Dreamer, one, two. And I don't know in, if I put RVD on there. I, I go. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I oh, go, you got to put RVD on I go on Dreamer. There. For sure. I go Funk. Yep. Yep. I go Raven. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next one's hard because like I want to put RVD there, but Sabu. I almost I almost have to go Sandman. Yeah, or oh Sam. man, I would do if I if I were doing it, I would do Dreamer, RVD, Sabu, Funk. Yeah, I mean that's it's, a good one. It's, that's just me throwing one out there. It's hard because Sabu, Sandman, Taz, yeah, RVD, I mean, Taz, all, I loved Taz and ECW, can, and he all be switched out but you yeah. have to have dreamer and funk dreamer and funk on there yep i agree with that and yeah. then i think personally i think raven has to be on there that's an interesting take because when i think of raven but he was really I early think of him in wcw more than i do in in ecw oh but i don't that's a fair point I don't either, it's a fair but, point but no i sure. think i think that i think raver raven and dreamer were like yes, the, feud. the pioneers the feud yeah. like when you when i think of ecw feud i think of a top feud and i think Raven and Dreamer, and then I think RVD, Jerry Lynn. They headlined barely legal. I think Taz and Sabu, the first time Taz won the. Yeah, I don't the, know if I'd put RVD. I mean, RVD, Jerry Lynn was awesome, but Just because the match quality was yeah. so good. Let every us know time. what you guys think, though. What's your ECW yep. Mount Rush? Hold on, hold on. We'd love to hear. Tommy Dreamer. Yep. Um, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, Terry Funk, and then the fourth one. Cactus Jack. Oh, God. That's tough. Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna throw in a curveball. I'm there. gonna I'm gonna put Taz. I'm gonna put Taz there. Fair, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, let's hear your guys' uh, down yep. in the comments on whatever format you're watching this in or listening. We would love to hear yours. Don't don't put mass transit. You can if you want. No. But don't. No, you can't. He was basically just murdered by Nine, New Jack one, on the show. Um. So as Kyle mentioned before, up next is uh, Davari with the Great Kali versus Big Dick Tommy Dudley. Dreamer. I don't want to see the great Kali ever in anything and just having to see him lumber his way out to the ring. I was just thankful he wasn't wrestling on this card. You know what? I'm going to be honest here. I was never a fan of the great Kali, right? But I thought when they brought him back to help Jinder Mahal win, I thought he would have been great as an enforcer style outside the ring as long yes. as he didn't get in the ring and wrestle. Yes. Because, I mean, nobody wants to be karate chopped in the head by a seven foot nine <laughs> monster. Um. I, I totally thought that's where they were going. Yeah, me too. I did too, and then he never, he never came back. And I would have been down for that, but I do also love the Singh Brothers, so... No, I, no, the Singh Brothers had to be there too. Oh, yeah. I thought the he four has of an entourage them, at that point. Yeah, I thought the four of them would have been kind of cool. I could buy it. I could buy it. But, but he, Colleen, never, he never showed up again. Yeah, he just he just disappeared. There was no really, like, reasoning or explanation behind it Yeah, either. he just kind of was gone after that. And also, I think Colleen was one of those guys who would come in for six months, and then he'd be gone for six months, and then he'd pop back up doing something random. I just when I think of Kali, I think of his his title reign. Oh, and God. it just and sours me to anything involving him forever. I mm-hmm. remember, I remember one of the first times flying, for me, uh, he was in a wrestling pay per view that weekend, and I was so glad I wasn't watching it. Oh, I I he made me dislike wrestling for a while. He was him and I love Mark Henry, but him and Mark Henry's title reigns at that time mm-hmm. were just so boring. At least Mark had, had the ire of the crowd behind him. Oh yeah. And at Ma- least he had heat and, and Mark could put on a good match. Yeah. But I just, I just, and you know, it doesn't help when you're putting Mark Henry versus like Randy Orton or Mark Henry versus triple H when they're both kind of, they're all kind of slow workers. Yeah, that's true. Well, even putting Mark Henry versus Matt Hardy in the, what? Yeah, last, that didn't no mercy at no mercy. Yeah. Know, as we saw, even that was um, rough. Friend of the podcast. Great. Cully though. <laughs> No. If you want yeah, to. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, um, go ahead. Come on, come on, so Lord. pre-match, Davari cuts a promo in his native tongue, which is boo. That gets that gets heat from that crowd instantly. You better be speaking American. We're in America. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Dreamer comes out to a monumental pop, as monumental as it can be from a crowd of 4,500. 
uh, in this arena. But they are very much behind Dreamer. And they would very much be let down by this match. Uh, so we start with a hip toss to Davari, who rolls out of the ring. And then um, he gets a uh, Dreamer gets hit with a baseball drop kick by Davari after Dreamer goes out of the ring to chase him. And then Dreamer gets sent back outside. So Dreamer goes for later, a little bit later on the match. Dreamer goes to go against the ropes, but Kali lowers the ropes and um, causes Dreamer to fall out of the ring. The ref sees it and Kali gets sent to the back. Uh, big man sad, but big man oblige. Big man does go to the back. Uh, so thankfully <laughs> Kali is gone from this match and, well, now, and I, I don't have to see him anymore. Um, so, uh, um, Davari misses a splash and then a gets set up in the corner and gets the tree of road drop kick to him from dreamer, which brings out the classic or vintage dreamer or classic dreamer? vintage it was vintage yep. dreamer called vintage by, dreamer. by joey styles he hits the, as he hits the tree of road drop kick to davari in the corner uh, and then dreamer goes to the ddt but it gets countered into a roll-up and a win for That's davari it. yeah nothing happened in this match i'm gonna give it a star because tommy dreamer was in it i gave it a star and a half it wasn't good i love tommy dreamer i like davari i think davari and muhammad hassan were another really big missed opportunity I would almost say Muhammad Hassan's one of them, almost in my top favorite superstars ever. I thought he was great. But Damn. Yeah, he was awesome. He he got some heel heat from little Kyle. Like, what kind of numbers are we talking? Top 20? Top what? Top 25. Top 100. Yeah. No, top top 25 for sure. Shit. Okay. okay. Well, I, I, nice. I'm going to make this list later. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You totally should. Um, What do you think, Luke? <laughs> Maybe the, not top 25. I don't know. There's almost nothing you can this. even say about this match. No, and the finish especially was pure garbage. Yeah, like I mean, like Dreamer Dreamer gets the basement or the baseball slide, and then he goes for the DDT, has him for the DDT, and then it was just like a lame, it was just like a lame arm reversal, yeah. yeah, and then just a schoolboy, and then he barely held the tights, and Davari is what has like Dreamer has like a hundred pounds on this dude. Yeah, that's it's, that's a good point. It's so, really sad because one star for ass. I think they could have done more with Dreamer here. <laughs> you I'm think? Not, so yeah. I'm not. I'm not. And I agree with you, but I, I don't think Dreamer needed to go over necessarily. No, 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 definitely not. But, but this, this was just, this was just nothing. So just an idea here. Why couldn't they have done a tag team match, a ECW rules match with Davari and Kali versus Sandman and Dreamer? You could get the Kendo stick shots, and that would have made this match ten times better. I hear you, but then that means Kali has to be in a match. Yeah, but just beat the shit out but of him. But in an Extreme Rules match, you can totally work around any limitations he would have had. Again, this is... We watched One Night Stand 2. Did not have a Sandman match. Again, Sandman misused at an ECW pay-per-view. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, One star, anyway. Yeah, post-match, uh, as Dreamer's making his exit, Kali reappears like the big, giant, sulking movie monster that he is and uh, <laughs> hits Dreamer with the double-arm cl- uh, choke slam. Onto the ramp and Dreamer Good bump. is mm-hmm. dead as he eats this on the metal ramp. Eventually, he does get up under his own power, and the crowd gives him the standing ovation. I think half of them were just assuming like he's being written out of the brand, but I believe he did continue. No, to he, he won the that. ECW title. Yeah, he was there until the bitter end. Uh, so thankfully, he was still there after that. But uh, the crowd did give him the the nice standing ovation as he um, left the ring. This next match, I don't want to talk about. But you forgot. Uh, there was a segment backstage. Oh, was there? With Paul Heyman asking Hardcore Holly to take oh, that's Sabu's right. spot. Yeah, uh, so that's a good point. So uh, after the match, Heyman approaches Holly backstage, who is uh, very fittingly already in his ring gear, and asks Holly if he would be willing to uh, uh, take Sabu's place in the Elimination Chamber match. And Hardcore Holly says, yeah, sure. 
And that was that. And I, I just thought it was funny that he was in his ring gear, just backstage, even though he was not on the card. Hardcore Holly's I, always ready I to go. I always wonder that when I'm watching a show. And, like, so say somebody accompanies another guy to the ring, and he, the guy who's in the corner is wearing their ring gear. Like, why are you wearing your ring gear? You're not wrestling. So, like, on TV, I understand, because, mm-hmm. like, at least in kayfabe terms, because technically the GM could book you in a match on, a, on TV. But on a pay-per-view, like... Right, Why was but, he even there if <laughs> he wasn't advertised to be on the show? Well, they do, I mean, like a non-kayfabe thing is they do pay guys to show up to be backups and to be in their ring gear and yeah, ready true, for true. like any sort of emergency. And I guess Hardcore Holly was the backup for this match I and have he to, accepted. Did he have, have an have ECW see, title run? I don't, I don't believe so. so. I have to say though, I always loved Hardcore Holly's oh, yeah. attire. Yeah. Like, just it was just simple and it was clean simple and, but colorful. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it was like purple and yellow and red and green and that's like oh. Remember when he used to be a race car driver? <laughs> Spark plug. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, so Harko Holly is going to take the sixth man spot in the upcoming elimination chamber match, and now we get to talk about <sighs> this crap. Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly versus Ariel and Kevin Thorne in a mixed tag match. And I think. I have to admit, I was both a Mike Knox and a Kevin Thorne fan. I was not. But I know you guys have some guilty pleasure wrestlers. Let's hear them. So this is tough because I guess I've always kind of just been like a go with the grain kind of guy. And when it comes to pro wrestling, the guy I can think of who had very real heat was X-Pac. And I was always a big X-Pac fan. Yeah, but X-Pac wasn't really bad at wrestling. I'm trying to think of somebody who maybe wasn't regarded as the best wrestler. Everybody likes somebody regardless if they want to admit it or yeah, not. Yeah. That's I not could good. say Test. Okay, I like I Test. I was a big Test guy. I like Jinder Mahal. I like, I like Jinder too. There's a lot of guys that people really don't like that I've always liked. I like Jinder. Kozlov was I can, another one. I can acknowledge that Jinder can't even wrestle. I just think he was such a great character when he had the belt. I think I didn't mind him as the champion. I think he's got yeah. a good move set. And some of his power moves are he good. Just he just has a really old-fashioned, slow, plotting style that did not mesh well I've, on that SmackDown roster. I've always liked the anti-American heels, the foreign heels. Sure. So, like, so like an Iron Sheik and a Muhammad yeah. Hassan. And I th- I thought Davari was well, great. Or not Davari. Jinder Mahal was great at it. Well, I think the thing that I liked about him was just his intensity. And I love yeah. the Singh Brothers. And I loved how he, he did make the title feel important and feel like it was this prestigious... You know, he would come out with a red carpet and he'd come out with that title and he was always in suits. And I, I liked his swagger and his mentality. Didn't care for him in, in inside the ropes, but I enjoy him as a character. And one more thing before we get Luke's guilty pleasure. The the fans always get so pissed because they're not trying something new, right? Yeah. And then they try something new and the fans are like, oh, that's not who we want. And this is like going way off track. But I remember in that that fatal four way for the number one contendership when Jinder won. I remember joking uh, that Jinder's going to win this match, I bet, and become the number one contender. And then he totally did. And I was like, I was butthurt at first. Okay. And and then I was like, wow, he's actually keeping my interest. But Luke, who's your guilty pleasure? Luke, who's your guilty pleasure? God, I'm trying to think of one that just like really can't wrestle. Because I really loved Ken Shamrock. Like, That's I, not really a guilty I know, pleasure. I know, though. but um, I I could buy that as a bit of a like. I loved. I mean, dude, love's probably not a guilty pleasure either. I love dude, love. I get for whatever reason I liked Kurgan. I guess that's a guilty. That's pleasure. a big. That's guilty. a big yeah. guilty pleasure. He was terrible. I like. I liked like Kurgan. Oddities. Yeah. Oddities era. And, and you know what? That's probably the only reason I liked him is because <laughs> the, the, the stupid ICP theme they came out to. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so we all we all have some guilty pleasures. Show. It's time though, Kyle. No, we this, have to talk about this. I will have now. to say though, as much as I love these two wrestlers, this match was bad. This was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. And Kevin I'm not Knox exaggerated. sucks. Kevin Knox is terrible. His I, name's Mike Knox. 
or that Fuckers. too. Oh, I'm sorry. You no. got him and New Kevin York Knicks. No, no, no. Confused. I got I got the the New York Knicks player. You're gonna oh, be good. Oh, I didn't know we were used doing a shitty basketball podcast. No, we're just doing a shitty we're wrestling. Doing a shitty wrestling fine. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to be very clear. Um, yeah, I saw Mike Knox's name on the Titantron, and I was just instantly wanted to go to sleep. Uh, Not me. Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly come out, uh, and then Ariel and Kevin Thorne make their entrance. Ariel's outfit is absurd. You also forgot Booty. that be- before the match. I was going to get there. Okay, Kelly Kelly takes the mic from <laughs> Justin Roberts and goes, I hope CM Punk wins his match tonight. I hope CM Punk does good. <laughs> it was a... And, uh, and then, and then and there's granted, just Mike I, Knox. I wasn't, following, like, I wasn't following the story at the time, but it just felt like it was completely out of left field. She just, yeah, she grabbed the mic and she was like, CM Punk, I hope you win tonight. And then, like, the yeah, like very like, sheepishly. And then yeah. Mike Knox is just like, what that did not make Mike Knox happy. Um, so this, again, was a mixed tag match that was following uh, WWE mixed tag rules, which means the only the, the, the associated genders get to be in the ring with each other at one time. You're also saying that you were also saying that Ariel, Ariel's, what about her outfit? Ariel's outfit. I wrote down is alarming and so so she was wearing so they're both dressed like they shop exclusively at Spencer's and Hot Topic so I made Ke- that joke Kevin first Thorne, you did Kevin Thorne and Ariel uh, were vampire characters essentially very very mid 2000s vampires mind you um, before vampires became pussies like in Twilight I think that was right around the time that vampires became pussies no when did Twilight come out it was right around that I don't time. know but Kevin Thorne was still badass I think okay. Twilight was like 07 08 so it was right around there um, so so uh, Ariel's wearing like uh I, what would you call it? Like a like a spaghetti strap top with like a really short, like frilly tutu skirt. Very short skirt. And the skimpiest underwear that's humanly possible for a human being to put on their bodies. Booty. Sorry. So skimpy. And she was making sure to like always expose herself to the crowd. And I was alarmed also, the first time it happened. Also, here's the hilarious thing here. Kelly Kelly, at least when she first came into ECW, like her entire gimmick was being an exhibitionist. Like there would literally be a segment on ECW TV where she would just do like a mini strip thing. Yeah, yeah. And and she was literally she had she's the one with the stripper gimmick and she was the most conservatively clothed. <laughs> she was the this most appropriately evening. dressed woman on the show. Crazy. Um, we gotta talk about this match now though, guys. I guess. Um there's really nothing to talk about. We have to. So Knox and um Knox and Kevin Thorne start the match. Just some big boy work. Some just standard wrestling, some strike exchanges, some corner beatdowns. Knox does get a big boot for a near fall, and then Ariel and Kelly Kelly come in. Uh, the match just dissolves into a puddle of nothing until uh, Ariel hits a, like a choke leg sweep for the win. This is a, this is a zero star match and plants her butt on Kelly Kelly's yes, face. Yes, and then you also forgot the uh, when Kelly Kelly was pushing the corner and Ariel just put her foot up so everybody could just oh, see yeah, her yeah, ass. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was a guy in the front row who was like. <laughs> Like panting like a dog, it was embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for 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 the humana, sex. Humana, humana. Yes, it, it was it was bad. Uh, this this I don't see how this could be anything but a zero star zero. match. I give it a quarter. Why? Because I feel like there had to have been a worse one on New Blood Rising. I gave oh 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 the because the the guns because the mud wrestling match on New Blood Rising was a zero, and so I felt like I had to give this remotely something. And I guess Ariel's booty was showing a lot. I gave but. the mud wrestling a dud. So this so that's that's like this, that's like a zero. That's zero, like a negative. Zero, zero. Yeah. They're both zeros. Let's yeah. be honest. This match was as booty as Ariel was showing. But oh, did you also say yes. Mike Knox disappeared? Like 
Kelly Kelly went to go tag him oh, in. And he just oh, he, yeah, he just yeah. left. He's like, yeah, yeah. He, maybe CM Punk will come help yeah, you. Yeah, I guess he's mad at the CM Punk thing because he left. Um, after the match, the beatdown continues. Uh, Ariel is just giving Kelly Kelly the business. And then who would show up in the stands but Sandman. And he's looking good. He looks good here. Yeah, he's slimmed uh, down. He comes out. He beers himself in the face, as he always does. He's and bleeding. Gets the Busted kendo open stick on the first And hit. just destroys Kevin Thorne with his kendo stick. And then leaves. And that... That was Sandman on the show. I don't know what why this was the match he was in, but I'm not going to complain about seeing Sandman. By the way, they just don't make they just don't make kendo sticks like they used to, man. No, this kendo stick held up, and he was hitting him hard. Because it held the cell. Who who had a kendo stick? Uh, br- uh, Roman Reigns, and he broke it like instantly. Bro, he broke it like the first hit. But to be Sandman fair, was just, bro, bah, to bah, be fair, bah. Braun Strowman is made of stone. True fair enough. Fair enough. You're gonna yeah. get these hands, Luke. But Sandman's just showing up, caning the shit out of people, leaving. And yep. then, oh, then yep. he had another beer when he was leaving and smashed himself in the face some more. Yeah, and he was bleeding pretty good by the time he left. I give that guy at least 30 cu- cu- concussions in his career due to... Just the beers. Cans. Oh, for sure. I remember I remember when I was growing up, my dad and his friends would have my cousins smash beer cans on their head for entertainment, and it was so funny. My cousins my cousins thought they were backyard wrestlers, and they, they, oh, had, a, they had a backyard wrestling promotion. Of but they course would, they did. They would bang the cans against their head and think they were so cool. Is there videotape of that? Can we put it on the channel? Find it, please. Okay, uh, we've been looking for this video because th- th- this is totally off topic. But they had one match, and they had gasoline and fire, and they're pouring the gasoline oh, no. as they're walking, uh-huh. like because they're they're holding oh it crooked and it's God. like dripping. And then they light a match or something, and the ground just catches on fire. And everyone's like, "Oh shit, we need to grab, we need to grab a hose." If you find that, and you can get permission from from the people, oh, who they'll did it, they'll give me permission. We just we, gotta find we gotta it. repost it on the channel. Oh my god! Oh, can can you get a VHS to? Oh yeah. Oh, we'll convert. Okay, the shit we'll, out we'll of find that. it. The technology exists. I'm coming um, over tomorrow, Alex. So after that, we get a video package hyping the main event. Uh, Lashley gets interviewed and just says he's the big man with the big plan. He didn't actually say that, but <laughs> he's that was, so that was my generic back here. He's generic now, And I'm too. gonna do it. I should preface this by saying the TNA champion run, Lashley, I was into it. For some reason, him and WWE, it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. It just something doesn't, about work. It doesn't work. Uh, His TNA run was great. It really was. Uh, so we get the elimination, the extreme elimination chamber match up next Thank for the you. ECW championship. We get the big show. Who is the current champion? RVD, hardcore Holly, CM Punk, Bobby Lashley, and test. test. CM Punk is by far, uh, him and RVD are by far the two most over people in this match. They're really the only two people in this match that the crowd is invested in. And LOL, they get eliminated first. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, and this kind of will lead into a discussion about whether or not, wrestling promoters should listen to their fans ooh, ooh. are yes. you going to discuss the Heyman promo right before go for it okay this is I, only really I was have zoned one, out I really only have one thing Heyman basically came out tried to fill time and tried to uh, you know trash the old ECW fans while talking about his new you know his world champion representing ECW so <laughs> your world champion the 500 pound big show and then there was so little people there you can literally hear this guy just a random fan in the back that came over the mic loud and clear who's gonna retire next year that was so funny i'm so I glad died. you remembered to bring that up i died because dude. it's now what 10 years later and technically he's still an active member but we were, we were literally saying that no and well i yeah. guess it's 06 but like yeah and like oh wait we're like no dude next year's the year yeah. next year's the year um, oh, we've been saying that for years. Yeah. But every year he just turns face to heel five times. Yep. And cries. He's in good shape right now though. Good for Oh you. yeah. Good no, no, no. I love it. I love I him. They just they've just treated him like poo poo. 
Yeah, uh, so Heyman is essentially like the big bad heel man. He's the Vince McMahon of ECW at this point because, as we all know, this is like watered down WWE. This is like watered down, and then watered down again WWE compared to yeah. compared to what ECW. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that that this is this this is supposed to be ECW, and there was maybe one or two ECW chants throughout the night. But this is such a shell of the product that that we even saw on one night stand it's pathetic that was just a few months before this it is completely watered down at this point the wwe hands are all over it and it is it's there's no reason to watch it at this point and it still had years after this to go um so we do get now the extreme elimination chamber match which is a normal elimination chamber match with weapons in each of the pods um so all the men make their entrance we do start with um rvd and hardcore holly so rvd kind of like gets goes for uh, a move off the top rope. Holly moves and he grabs the cage and then goes for a dive to Holly, but misses like a and, springboard off the cage. Yeah. And yeah. he crashes hard into that, that metal chain link flooring. Um, and then RVD gets sent into the cage and slammed onto the steel floor. He manages to get in the ring and hits a rolling thunder outside of the ring onto Holly onto the floor, which is really nice. And then gets him back in the ring, hits a drop kick for a near fall punk gets in next CM punk and comes in and just, throws a chair at hardcore holly and takes him out um and then he tries for rvd but rvd grabs it and throws it back at punk they're really um, hitting each other in the head they're with hitting these each chairs. other with these chairs hard cte um, definitely uh punk hits like a leg drop famouser onto a chair to rvd and then he uh that bloodies rvd he lodges the chair kind of like into the corner and then just sends RVD at a million miles an hour into this chair. That was brutal. And gets his head, you know, stuck like the classic spot, your head stuck in the chair. And then he takes the leg of the chair and just, just, how would you describe it? it. Yeah, he kicked it. That's right. He kicked the leg, He kicked the leg of the chair, which just like choked the man out with a chair on his head. RVD is busted open. Good. The only man who would be red on this show on an ECW show. Well, it's funny. No, big show. Did Big Show was Big Show bloody? Wasn't it Big Show towards the end that was, was it? Bleeding? That's possible. The funny thing is though, right before that, I was literally like, "Oh, during the RVD promo, I was like, dude, wh- why doesn't he have very many scars? Like, I guess I don't really remember him bleeding that much, but he he was in ECW. Yeah, like, and then here he is busted. Yeah, he was busted open good um, from 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 chairs. The chair the chair shots apparently. Um, so RVD is really good and busted open. Holly is recovered. He sends Punk into the cage and then suplexes Punk onto the rope. And then he superplexes um, or Punk superplexes RVD. And then RVD comes up and super super kicks Punk as he's in mid. So Holly's like mid suplex on um, Punk. And then RVD comes in and just super kicks Punk. And then both men go down. Uh, this was a really fun sequence. At this point in the match, I was like, this is awesome. This is a fun Elimination Chamber match. These three guys are working hard. They're doing their best. Mm -hmm. And then some interesting things start to happen. So Test is in next. He's wielding a crowbar. And then he comes in and he like... Oh, he's digging at Rob's head. He digs it into RVD's head. This was awesome. And he, Luke, Luke was squealing. And this was, was a, this is a roided out looking test too, man. Test is looking looking jacked, maybe naturally, possibly artificially, uh, probably artificially. We'll say rest in peace. Maybe test. naturally. Um, and he comes in and he's just raking this crowbar on RVD's head. It, it was it was disgusting. it was brutal. Luke was squealing like a I pig. Told, I told and Kyle then, to make yeah. him stop it. 
And then nope. he takes the crowbar and he chokes Punk out with it. RVD comes in, super kicks Holly, and then he hits Tess with the chair. And then he gets a basement drop kick with the chair to Punk in the corner, that classic RVD spot. Then he hits the frog slash to CM Punk, and CM Punk is the first man eliminated. And the crowd, who was starting to pick up during this they match? They were starting, yeah, to their credit. Are now deflated again they're done they're shouting we want refunds they're shouting this is oh yeah they're (laughs) chanting we want refunds this so to kind of backtrack to the 2006 ecw cm punk was probably the most over person on the ecw roster at this point easily and cm punk and john morrison are the only two of note that really came out of ecw yeah and he he was set to have the rocket strapped to his back for the ecw brand and who knows what heights he could have taken them to at this point if he was named champion. Well, let's kind of go to a little backstage before we finish this match. Yeah, please. Mm. Heyman was actually, this was his last show running the ECW brand. That's actually like, a really good be- thing to bring up. Because he was pissed off that CM Punk did not win this match. Yeah, he wanted Punk to win and uh, uh, the corporate leadership in the company uh, kind of swung the, the band hammer on that. And Heyman, Heyman kind of threw a fit and was basically leave until Brock Lesnar came back. Yeah, uh, this that's actually a really good thing to bring up. And making Punk the first person out of this match was, to me, came across as a slap in the face to Heyman, a slap in the face to Punk, honestly, a slap in the face to the ECW fandom at large. And this is where I wanted to talk about should should WWE are they obligated to listen to their fans? I honestly say no, they're not. But in a case like this. When when they when when the crowd is so behind somebody and they're a talented wrestler and they have that connection with the crowd, that's the time when you strap that rocket to their back. And for them to eliminate him first, just what a what a slap in the face to to the fans and to the performers. I I thought this was a bad move. It made WWE look bad. I think to an extent they need to listen to the fans a little bit. Not not I all mean, the yeah, way. Yeah. I think they do need to see who's popular. They need to see Yes. You know, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan were both held down for a very long time. Yeah. And I think both of them deserved a a longer run on top. Because believe it or not, a lot of the fans get tired of the same guy on oh, top yeah. every night. There was a time where John Cena won every single match. Dude, we couldn't stand him and for a I while And I couldn't there. stand him anymore because I was so sick of him. Same with Triple H. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm that way with Roman Reigns now. I'm tired yeah. of seeing the same guy on top. I want to see Braun Strowman on top. You know, but it's different with a guy like AJ Styles, right? Because with AJ Styles, every single match he puts on is a three-star match. And he has at, a connection the with the crowd. Right. Yes. And, and R- AJ tells a story when he's in the ring while putting on a good match. Yeah. I think Roman Reigns is a better wrestler than we give him credit for. He just, he's not a storyteller. He doesn't tell a story, and it's the same match every yeah. time. He's a very yes. good professional yes. wrestler. He is a good wrestler, but yep. he, and I just like had an epiphany the other day with this where it was like, I, I know what it is. He doesn't tell a story in the ring. Zach messaged me like out of the blue just yeah. to be like, hey, I know what the problem with Reigns is. He doesn't tell a story, and he's not. he doesn't mm-hmm. seem invested. Uh, we're sidetracking now, but... The kind of to loop it back to the should they listen should they listen to the audience thing. This was the perfect chance to do that, and and for Punk to go out first, man, just and what if, a slap in the face. If Punk would have gone out for as the champion on this card, I guarantee you we would not be talking as negatively about it as we are. Oh yeah, because the match. Oh dude, it would have been it would have been awesome. Yeah, that, there's no way that match wouldn't have finished awesome. The show still would have been it, a floundering. This reminded show. it would have been a better like people mm-hmm. would remember it more positively. Much better. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of uh, the Royal Rumble. Th- 
three or four years back uh, when Daniel when Roman Reigns ended up winning and oh, Daniel and was Bryan was Bryan. in it. Yeah, yeah, and and everyone was losing their crap, just hoping anyone but Roman Reigns would win it. And then Daniel got eliminated pretty quick. And then people absolutely shit on that show. Yeah. The remainder. Oh of yeah. It. But um, uh, but to answer your question, I'm sorry. No, no, um, no fa- Yes, yes. Obviously, you should listen to the fans, so you know what's popular. However, I don't think you should cater to the fans. I think there's a big difference between doing something that's going to sell, uh, like. Or that's not going to sell, like um, you know, shoving Roman down people's faces, or just random like uh, Vladimir Kozlov title reigns, crap like that. Stuff that's just not popular. Now, now there is, if you take a negative, like if you build up this this face and build him up and build him up and have a huge heel knock him down, who is able to get a lot of legit heat. There's a huge difference between that and going against the fans' wishes because they're going to want to see you know, the Daniel Bryans go over versus just doing something that makes no sense, isn't going to make you any money, and is just really shooting yourself in the foot. I think that there's a huge white line there that, yes, you can listen to the fans and make good booking decisions. Yo, I, I, so, I, yeah, I agree. Just don't cater That's to That's a really interesting point, actually. I think the catering versus listening. But this was not a case of either one of those. Nope. Uh, so Punk is out. Screw you, fans. Yeah, P- Punk is out first. The fans are extremely disappointed. But they're still clinging on to hope because they still have RVD in this match. And to be fair, they still have Harker Holly in this match, who is not Sabu, who should have been Sabu. But they were kind of behind Harker Holly in this match because he was doing some fine work. He was His limitations were starting to show at this point in his career. But... What he was doing was getting... The fans were kind of behind him in this match, and, and RVD obviously as well. Um, so uh, RVD hits a top rope standing drop kick to test immediately after Punk gets eliminated. And then ha- Hardcore Holly gets eliminated, apparently. I missed this. Well, it was weird because Go me on. and Luke caught it. Yeah, it what was... What happened? Ted, so, well, Tess pinned him, mm-hmm. and then you finished because I don't really... Well, no, Tess pins the guy. The ref goes, one, two... And then, like, comes around and, like, it looks like he hits three, but very lightly. But Test And then up. Test gets up. Like, he's pissed that he counted the two. Like, what the hell's going on? Then all of a sudden, the ref, like, looks, like, three different ways. And, and, then, he, and then he's like, And then he's, like, motioning to open the door and get Holly out of there. And it was like, no, dude, you botched that. Yeah. Just at least have Test freaking boot him again, pin him again, so it's legitimate. No, it was just, it was a big-time referee botch. So yeah. now we're down to just Bobby and Test in the match. Because Big oh, Show's RV, still- RV, RVD and Test. Yes. RVD and Test are in the match. Oh. Right. But, so the, so this yes. just makes Go the ahead. crowd a little more upset because now I think they kind of knew what was happening and, and who the final three in this match were going to be. And so there was a nice sequence here. So, so Test and RVD are the two in the ring at the moment. RVD climbs on top of the Big Show's pod. And then Tess hits him with the chair to knock him down. Tess himself climbs up onto the Big Show's Well, pod. you should say Big Show reached through the, yeah, yeah. the ceiling and like held RVD S- to it. Which made, yeah, That's which made how him unable to jump. Yeah. Um, does not hold Tess because they're heels. And then Tess hits an elbow drop onto RVD. That was kind of cool. With yes. the chair on RVD's uh, side kind of. And gets the pin. RVD is eliminated. Now and this is what I was going to get to. Now you have Tess and Lashley, because Lashley comes into the match. Yeah. And you have Tess and Lashley, and everything slows down. To a crawl. Yeah, but you still have to... There's still all that time you're waiting with just Tess in the ring, and then Lashley... Yeah, you want to talk... Do you have that written yeah, down? Yeah, so, so... Go ahead. For some reason, and they did this later in the match, they continue the timer, so like the man just gets to wait in the ring. I don't know why they don't just like, okay, well... Open the who's next? Like show us who's next. Uh, it was more glaring with the Big Show, but so it is Lashley who is in next. But the uh, the goon squad of Heyman's kind of block the chamber, the pod, so Lashley can't get out. 
So what does the man do? He takes a table, which is like lodged behind him, and he slams it up on top of the pod, and he actually breaks the chain that's up there. Breaking the chain. And then just climbs out like a, like a lion. <laughs> it, nice. was pre- it was pretty awesome. No, no, I that was like the coolest. Due. That was one of the coolest spots of the match by far. Yeah, I got to give credit where I've it's never due. seen that. Um, so he, he, they get in. He sends Tess into the pod. The impact on that was just huge. It, the sound was really good too, mm-hmm. and then he does it again. The pod doesn't break though, which is worth noting. Pod does not. The first one doesn't it? The first one it caves in a little bit, but we okay. don't get to see someone really go through it until okay, god, big drunk uncle later in the match. <laughs> um, and then Lashley gets the uh, crowbar, hits Test in the gut with it, and then spears him, and Test is out. And that rip. Test was only in this match for like five minutes, maybe. Wasn't very long. He was not in this match very long. He didn't do much. He and you did, know what? He, he didn't look that nice good though drop. when he was yeah, in there. Yes, he, he looked did. fine. He did. Um, but he didn't really get a chance to do anything uh, yeah, besides it, that elbow drop off the pod. It was really a wasted. So now we know effort. it's going to be the Big Show versus Bobby Lashley. The crowd is just continuing. Th- these are the two people of all six men, seven men, because include Sabu, who were advertised for this match. These are the two people that the crowd did not want to see win this match. Mm-hmm. And these are the two that they get stuck with at the end. Um, Lashley at the at the time was still somewhat limited in the ring. He was still coming into his own, and Big Show obviously is limited in the ring and was not in good shape in this match. But it is Big Show who comes in next. He gets sent right through a pod. The fiberglass <laughs> does not hold this man. And then I like this part because he just he just bursts through the other side of the pod. He just Get me shoulder out of here, man. down. Um, and then Show goes gets the baseball bat that's wrapped in barbed wire, which was in his pod. Goes to hit Lashley with it, but it gets stuck. In the in the in the uh, in the chain link uh, cage, I guess yep. of the chamber, he can't get it out. He just keeps holding on to it, which allows uh, Lashley to get some body blows in with the chair, and uh, they get back. Lashley gets beeled into the ring by Big Show, and then Big Show goes for a choke slam. It gets countered into a big old big man DDT uh, from Spiked him. Lashley to the Big Those Show. Those are scary. They hit some strike exchanges out of nowhere. Lashley hits one spear, one one spear. For the win, uh, I, I made a joke that Roman Reigns... Oh, I mean, Bobby Lashley hits the spear for the win here. Um, he is the new <laughs> ECW champion. This match was the tale of two halves for me. Yes. The first half, really good. The, the first second half, half of this really match bad. was great. Great. Uh, it was it was heading, it was a three-star match, three-and-a-half-star match, yep. that first little piece. And then one by one, every exciting person got picked out of this match in order from most to least exciting. Maybe flip-flop Holly and RVD there. But... They each got picked off until we were left with something nobody wanted, nobody asked for. But dang it, this is WWE. You you're gonna you're get gonna your eat big it. men, and you're gonna like you're it. You're gonna like it. Uh, I'm gonna give it 2.5 stars, which is surprising because the second half of this match was not good. It, it, it Booking wise, wrestling wise, but the first half was so it, it balances out. I'm gonna give it 2.5 stars. Not a great chamber match. So up until Test was gone, I would probably say it was about three, three yeah, and a quarter. Fair. Once Tess was gone, the ending, other than Big Show getting thro- thrown through one of the pods, was just awful. Because, the, uh, I mean, not only that, nobody wanted, the crowd wasn't invested at that point. They don't care who wins. Like, okay, either it's either going to be Big Show or Bobby Lashley. So I gave it two and a half as well. I was I was really excited, like, halfway through that pod, because I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it just died. And we never got more than, like, three men in the ring at once. Never. <laughs> That's what you get. Studio cat just be in the studio cat. Jeez. Yeah. Um, the eliminations kind of all clumped in the middle there. And 
just like I said, one by one, the the, the most exciting performers were just taken out of this match. It blows my mind that this this is what creatively they came up with to book a main event eliminate. It's like they didn't want the show to succeed. Right. It feels like that to me. Right. It feels like like the creative team did not want this to be a successful show. Well, and I think it just goes back to what you said earlier about them treating it like a house show. It's like, okay, you this go out there. Like, this was like Next, a house show. You get out there. Yeah. Next. But uh, I ended up giving this match a two and a half stars as well. I think we we're kind of unanimous on that. And that, man, there were some great spots. I've never seen, even later on when Lashley uh, broke the roof open, which was, that was really unique. which was hilarious because he couldn't, he failed at breaking the glass and then yeah. you saw it cave, but. He, but instead, he can break chains with a wooden table. It's whatever. Um, that was a cool spot. RVD had a couple sweet spots. The test spot was cool. So it was all like it started out great. And uh, then it just, like a couple other matches, just the finish was just garbage. Well, I think, too, you see CM Punk get in the match, and he is hitting some brutal offense. Yes. He's, he's showing you what an elimination chamber match mm-hmm. should be and could be with the men that were in it and to see him go and then to see holly go and then rvd and then i mean just one by one they picked off it did really make me want to go back and watch cm punk matches though yeah really yeah me too had that going for it i guess so that was the main event overall what do you guys give the show d d d for dumb i give it an e because i think it was worse (laughs) than a d show man that little thing it's a thing. Okay. I can do whatever I want. Sorry, uh, Dad. So I think it was a little bit worse than a D show, but I didn't want to give it an F because there were some decent things, and the decent things were the first half of the Elimination Chamber match and the last half of the first tag team match. That being said, I don't, E minus because it was almost an F. I'm gonna give it an E minus. This, sh- it was really bad. I mean, it felt like a house show. I think comparing it to the other historically bad show we did, New Blood Rising, this was leagues ahead of that. Yes. The wrestling wasn't great, but there there weren't that many outside of the main event. Obviously, there weren't that many overbooking, bad booking decisions per se in this show. But it just was what it was. It was just dull. Yeah. It was just going through the motions, mm-hmm. and it just felt like they didn't. Th- this was a C brand for WWE at the time, and it showed here. You got something to say, Kyle? No. Don't you have to give it your grade, or did you do that? Yeah, uh, he gave it, it a D. Okay. I give it an E minus. So then I'm going to clean up some housekeeping stuff for the end of the show. Yeah, go ahead. First things first, Luke Kilgore is now 0-3 in our fantasy football league and is about to be 0-4. Last place. Hey, someone's got to be in last, man. Anyways, next week's show. uh, Damn it. It was requested by Dakota Zankter, who has bought more shirts than anybody who else. Who is a massive friendo of the podcast. He's the best friend yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, he's the best friend of the podcast. Even though, the man, he, Dakota. even though he doesn't think Brett screwed Brad. But anyways. Um, oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But, okay, so... Uh, Next week is WrestleMania 10, and I'm going to go over the match card with you guys. Yeah, let's hear it. We got Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. I'm Love it. For that. Is, Love that the, it. is that in the steel cage? No. Okay. I think then, that was the SummerSlam. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. And then we have a mixed tag team match oh between boy. Dink and Doink, oh no. the clowns, versus Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna. And Luna. Luna, Luna Vachon. I'm here for that. I remember man. that crap. And then we got, we got Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. Versus Crush with Mr. Fuji. Oh, okay. I remember that too. That's when Macho Man was like announcing, and then he was just like, "Nope, done with this. I'm gonna fight Crush." Then we have Alundra Blaze versus Lili- Medusa. Le- Leliana Kai. No, Leilani Kai. Leilani Kai for oh, the okay. women's championship. That's a good one. And then we got some tag team title action between Men on a Mission versus the Quebecers. Oh God. We have a world heavyweight title match. With Mr. Perfect as a special guest referee of Yokozuna versus Lex Luger. 
Yikes. Which turns into something else. Then we have yeah, we Earthquake was. versus Adam Bomb. Then Oof. we have a ladder match. Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. That ladder match. And then we have Bret Hart versus the winner of Yokozuna versus Lex Luger for the World the world Heavyweight Championship with Roddy Piper's special guest referee. So an interesting card. So a lot of so big you'll, names. You'll want to listen to that. I'm this actually is, super excited because we've done a lot of 2000s and onward this is, yeah, stuff. This, this is, is the first the 90s. show. First 90s we're dipping into, and my brother and I watched a ton of this. I've probably seen WrestleMania 10 like eight times or something. I've seen it, I think, once all the way through. I'm unabashedly not a huge fan of of late 80s to early 90s wrestling. Really? Uh, just from I love Just it. from an in-ring style. I mean, they're a great character. I didn't like late 80s that much. Not but necessarily from an in-ring style perspective. I did, However, uh, I'm looking forward to watching the show and talking about it with you guys. Uh, I think this is going to be fun. You're going to want to see it. Um, we also have Evolution coming up, which I actually, Ooh. and that's in a couple weeks, but I will not be there for Evolution. Yeah. Uh, I will be off and about in, in the, the, the beautiful, bountiful land of Yuma, Arizona. So Luke and Kyle will be bringing you no live stream, uh, because without my technical expertise, they just, they just can't. Yeah. It. We kind of suck. Uh, don't say that. Uh, hey, but, Lita, Lita and, uh, Mickey James. Is that what got announced recently? Did it? Yeah, I'm there that, for that match. Um, so they will be bringing you Evolution on Monday. No live stream for that. Uh, Kyle's looking at. I'm trying at to get something. the schedule of shows again. Oh, here I got it. I can get it for okay, you. Okay, one moment. I, I'm having a hard time. My my Wi-Fi is not working very well. So oh, it, here we go. Oh, go here for we it. go. So Ooh, next yeah. week is WrestleMania 10 fan mm. request. Mm. Then we have Bound for Glory 2005, one of my personal favorite pay per views. That I had to it's get TNA, that one on so there. Of course, it's TNA. Uh, then we are going to have King of the Ring. Uh, 1998 the, the king of the ring yes. then we're gonna have a halloween havoc 1996 then me and luke will be doing evolution 2018 but then we had me and zach were talking with some ideas today yeah we're gonna have to come up with uh we're gonna have to get november kind of and december uh mapped out and we'll be doing that soon we'll have to talk with we'll with, have to uh, talk luke. with luke, there will be a survivor series in there no we're thinking maybe three we're we're thinking oh three and a late eighties survivor series yes. coming to you in no, november yes yeah. so if you have any other survivor series we'd be willing to do Three. Three Survivor Series. And in December, me and Zach were talking. What do you guys think about Starcade? The, the, the Hogan time. versus Sting. Mm. I so, think it's the perfect time. So let us know what you guys want. Do you have that will, poster still? I do have that poster. And we'll make sure it's right here right for there. that yeah. show. For sure. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We love every single one of you. Uh, back us on Patreon.com slash Big Boys and Body Slams. Just talk to us on Facebook. We want to hear from you. We, we love our listeners, and we hope you enjoy uh, Big Boys and Body Slams. And Lucas 0-3. Oh.